Welcome to another episode of the Atlas Solutions Podcast. My name is Brian. He's Chad. Uh, we'll be taking you through some tech news, uh, some Apple news, tell you how that might affect your business. So, hey, Chad, what do you have for us today? So, uh, if you got a pop-up on your computer saying Adobe Flash needs to get uninstalled, um, we would encourage you to do that. So, uh, <laughs> so Brian, can you talk a little bit about what Adobe Flash is and why we should follow those instructions to remove yeah, it? Yes, so Flash, you know, for a lot of people, I think it's just always been there. You know, it's one of those technologies that's been around for like 25 years. So most of us have just, it's just there. It's just, it's part of every day. It's part of the web where it has been for a very long time. It was actually designed originally to be a graphics application for PDAs. If you remember those, oh, yes. <laughs> where it started. It has a really interesting history. I'm kind of a computer history nerd, so I dug into <laughs> it. <laughs> but... um Really interesting past with Flash. But essentially, it's a video, interactive video player. The, most of the web was built on it in the mid, like early mid 2000s. So you, if you, you've probably played, if you've heard of Farmville, you've used Flash. Yes. You know, um, this tiny little startup, um, back in around, it was the mid 2000s, I believe. This little startup called YouTube, um, <laughs> built their platform on Flash. Um, until like 2013, they started moving to HTML5. Um, so Flash has been there forever, but it has always been a security issue mm. from the beginning. Um, and that's partly because of just the architecture of it. So it's the way, the way it's written, it's very easy to slip in code, you know, into Flash commands basically to take over systems. So, um, it probably, I think the the demise of Flash probably began. Steve Jobs actually gets credited a little bit with that uh, yeah. after the iPhone came out because it wasn't ready for mobile, and that was kind of the big uh, turning point for Flash going downhill. Um, is Apple said eh, we're not going to support this on the iPhone, and it, maybe it wasn't a big deal in 2010 because the iPhone was still a relatively smallish market, but you know, five years later, it's you know, Flash is dead. And I was actually surprised um, when I saw the headlines about Flash finally being turned off because I thought it was done already. Yeah. Because <laughs> they announced it like three, four years ago. They're, they're, Adobe is stopping, they're not supporting Flash anymore. Um, so, yes, we do recommend definitely turn it off because if you don't uninstall it, it will stay on your system. And it's one of the top 10. Um, security like issues out there the uh, cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency has flash um, attacks on the top 10 attacks in the last two years so it's still being targeted by malicious actors um, it's definitely a gateway into your computer to put some bad things in there so yeah and from a practical standpoint i mean even as soon as this week i had a customer reach out and um they were concerned because an application that they use needed flash. And so, uh, they reached out to the developer and they said, okay, you know, we'll be ready this week with the HTML five version. Uh, cause it's like, Oh, okay. So there's still some stuff out there, but, uh, another yeah. practical thing I've seen just boots on the ground is, you know, the flash updater, uh, it'll be Adobe flash dot DMG. Well, that looks good. Right. And yet, 
came up, it popped up and told you that you needed it. So I've seen it a million times. It's easy to take a hacked piece of software and just call it Adobe flash.dmg. And then you install whatever it tells you to do, change the logo and, and you're, you're done. Yeah, because Flash has trained us to update it every time you launch it, right? basically, because there's always a security hole. There's always a patch that has to be done. So every time you go to anything that needs Flash, it says, oh, you need the latest version. So we've been trained over the last 20 years to reinstall Flash or update Flash every time we need it, which kind of adds into that social. um, That's true. uh, Hijacking kind of thing. That's the wrong word. but uh, (laughs) Well, and it, I think... When we talk about hackers and security, you have to remember these people are smart and they, they're not just, uh, you know, Oh, maybe I can hopefully get them to install software. They're going to exploit something. Like you said, that you're just, it's, you're just numb to it. Like that thing always asks me to update. So you just click update and you just do it. Um, in the same way, like I was talking to some security folks recently, we're talking about those emails that you get that say, Hey, a Peruvian prince, uh, needs to get some money over to the U S just sign here and we'll, we'll install it into your bank account. And if you ever notice that a lot of those emails have really bad misspellings and poor grammar, um, we were discussing that's intentional. It's you, a lot of times we think, Oh man, they can't even write a sentence. They're not going to get me. That is exactly the point. They don't want to get you. They want to get somebody that can't read and can't spell because they're more likely to be frank. They're just dumb (laughs) and they're going to say, oh, sure, I need the extra cash. And they're not going to pay attention to spelling and grammar. And so therefore, which, you know, I can't say much uh, (laughs) because I'm terrible at that myself. But, yeah, these people know what they're doing. So they're going to exploit something that is mundane and oh yeah you know because it's good to update you should update but when you're constantly hammered with uh flash updates you install the wrong one and yep. they got you make sure you get it from the right place yeah if you're gonna have to update something go you know anytime you get a, even an email or a pop-up or that says you need to update the software i go to that publisher or that developer's website yep and go from there you know i'm not clicking the link in the pop-up or in the whatever message yeah. it is Go to the source, find the downloads page, get it straight from there. Absolutely. And and last episode when we talked about Jamf, you know, we use tools like that to deploy the stuff for you and to remove it. So uh, we're going to get notifications on your devices and that say, hey, this was not installed from Adobe. And we're going to block it. We're going to rip it out. Or when it comes time to um, deprecate that stuff, we're going to be able to pull it off for you. So definitely reach out if you need help with that sort of stuff. So uh, today on Is It Worth It, the, we're going to talk about the Apple Watch version 6. So it's been out for a little while. I have it. Uh, you got your wife the 6 for Christmas, right? Correct. Yeah, and I have the 5 myself. So, so I want to talk a little bit about you know, what happens on the upgrade process when Apple releases something new. Because you look at it and you think, okay, what's new with the version 6 here? Well, it's got a blue case. Okay, is it worth upgrading? Um <laughs> Well, there's a couple of things and, uh, you know, being a user, if you go to the compare page, you'll see that the, the six comes with just a few things that are new one, the blood oxygen app. I think that was kind of the big push with, uh, really early in the whole coronavirus thing. People were concerned about blood oxygen levels and making sure that they had enough, um, you know, blood oxygen and their breathing is okay. So they added the blood oxygen app. 
uh, which is, to be honest, I think I used it the first two or three weeks just because, oh, cool, I've got a new button. I don't really pay a ton of attention to it. I think it will prove itself better in the future when we have lots of data and we can go back and look at the history of our blood oxygen. Um, it also has sure. the ECG app. So it's just, it's just going to you know check your heart. So some of the heart stuff, and, and I'm a huge proponent for health apps on the phones and watches and the, and the Apple watches, especially um, good at that because it's going to grab your heart rate. It's going to grab uh, this blood oxygen. Now what they do when they upgrade to go back to that is when Apple releases something new, the six, the five gets sort of changed a little bit. So, and then they leave things like we still can purchase a brand new series three, but we're talking the series three is one ninety nine. So if you've never had an Apple watch, you just want entry level for 200 bucks. You've got an Apple watch. Um, the only thing that you don't have on that series three is the blood oxygen, the ECG, and then you have, um, the altimeter, which is basically like when you, when you raise your, um, wrist up, the screen will turn on versus the newer, newer versions. The watch is always on. And I remember the early watches, it was a little bit annoying because you would kind of be in a meeting and you didn't want to be the guy pulling your wrist up, looking at the time. Well, yeah, and you had to like flip your wrist. You had to like yeah. give it a little bit of. You couldn't do it subtly. Exactly. On the old watch, you had to. It was like a choreographed move, right? <laughs> like a karate move. Oh, there's a watch. Exactly. <laughs> which uh, that's like the new ver the the raise to Siri. I feel like I can't ever get that right. It sounds like it would be a great idea, and there I go. It, I just did it, and it worked. Oh. <laughs> but, um. You know, yeah, it used to be a move you'd have to do. Like you're sitting there watching a movie and you just want to lean over and see what time it is. You'd have to move your your wrist. So if you can live without that that new feature, which I think is a great feature, you can entry level get into the Apple Watch for um, $199, um, GPS only. Now the new version, the 6, has a cellular option, uh, starts at $499. I personally like the cellular just for the fact that when I'm out on a run or a bike ride, I don't want to have my phone tethered to me. So it's nice to be able to, um, in an emergency, get a text or a phone call, uh, to the watch. So rarely use it. And there is a monthly cost as well with your provider to have the cell turned on. So when you look at that, um, is it worth the six? I'm going to give it a no. I'm going to say, uh, if you've already got a five, it's probably not worth upgrading this time. Um, if you're new to the Apple watch, sure. It, it might be a great option, but if you're looking more budget, um, you could get the SE, which is sort of that middle of the road. The SE is sort of like the five rebranded, you know, it's kind of like the, or I guess you could say maybe the four, I don't know uh, exactly the features that are missing, but the, the SE uh, comes, comes with a little bit of the same features that you're going to get on, uh, the six, but just kind of, like I said, a couple years behind. So you've got the, uh, retina display, but it's not always on. It's, you, you got to raise it up. It does not have the blood oxygen, uh, or the ECG. So you're going to get the altimeter. You're going to get, um, some family sharing, which I'm not totally sold on this, but, I have a couple of little kids and Apple is trying to push, uh, 
you know, getting all your kids an Apple watch so you can see where they are at all times. Huh. And, uh, you know, I think the thought is great. It's, uh, it's probably their easy way to compete with, um, uh, I can't think of the name of the other watch. Um, but there's a the little watch you can get for children and it basically okay. is just, you can just make calls to it and they can see what time it is and you just GPS, you kind of know where they are at all times. That I think is great. I do think that 329 or I guess on the non-cellular version, which is it kind of defeats the purpose then if your kids, you know, at a friend's house or down the street, GPS yeah. is okay, but you can't call. So GPS is 279, GPS plus cellular is 329. So I'm looking at $1000 to get all my girls a watch um that's more than likely going to get broken or lost. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, with that strategy, I can see it, it being a hand-me-down. So, like, you know, if you're on the – you'd like to get a watch every year. Yep. Or, a, like, two years from now, maybe your oldest gets an Apple Watch, gets the hand-me-down GP, with the GPS on it. Yeah. You know, I can I – can, that's kind of how our iPads work in my house. Is yeah, for sure. Someone gets a new one. You know, everyone gets a new one when someone gets a new iPad because right. they just rotate down. <laughs> well, and the family, you know, I, I I'm going to give this series six a do not buy um, with the stipulation that you've already got a five or a four or something. But you're sure. totally right. Apple products in general are great pass along uh, gifts to the kids like, hey, they're going to be fine with a series three, you know, for you. It might not work great, but if you've got it, you know, great. Pass it down to them. Get a, get a smaller watch band or whatever. But I think Apple's a little premature with the whole everybody in the family has one. I think um, it's their pitch at marketing it towards competing with. The idea is great that all your kids are be able to be found everywhere and they, you know, you can call them and all that stuff. The idea is great. But I feel like they need something smaller, cheaper, easier entry. Uh, to really take care of that. Yeah. We, what we need is the air tags to come out. Yes. And you just stick one of those in their pocket. That's right. Time, right. <laughs> that actually <laughs> is probably, I, I think that's where the future is going. And yeah. I did another video that will be released. Uh, I don't know when it's going to get released, but we were talking about family sharing. And I, I think this deserves its own episode. So we'll dig into it a little bit later. But with the family sharing, it's just there's so much potential there. But there's still some kinks that need to be worked out. And the video that I just did was talking about the 13 year old, um, uh, limit. So if you have a 12 year old in family sharing and they turn 13, Apple presents them with the option to become their own person now in the Apple world, they, their ID converts from a managed Apple ID into an adult, you know, full on Apple ID and download all the apps they want and everything else. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty dangerous, especially as a parent, if you don't know that because you have a 12 year old and one minute, everything's fine. And then they turn 13 and now they have TikTok and Instagram and you didn't even know it. So, uh, that literally happened this week. So I, I promised, uh, my friend a video about that. So be on the lookout for that. If it's done already, I'll, I'll add it to the show notes here and we'll, um, we'll share, but yeah. So for me, uh, even though I have the series six, I'm thinking it's, a. um, do not buy unless scenario. So yeah, maybe say uh, do not upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, better. If you're buying new, you know, like I have a five, I had no interest in going from five to six because there wasn't enough features. Right. For me, my wife, I bought her one. She was on the original Apple watch. Oh yeah. So it was a, 
Big leap. Yeah, in that case, <laughs> do upgrade. <laughs> yes, please upgrade. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, leave in the comments uh, what you think. If you have the Series 6, let us know what you think. Uh, if you have questions about Adobe Flash or MDM or anything that we've discussed, please feel free to reach out. We'd love to answer your questions. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening.